When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the war, 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 the Views from Mint Street podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown, the great one, Lonzo Reitzel here. We're keeping an eye on the quarterback search and the head coaching search. And if you are interested in that news as it breaks, make sure you are following the Views from Mint Street podcast wherever major and quality podcasts are found, ladies and gentlemen. So we've talked to head coaches amongst ourselves. A couple of players have to former players have decided to chime in. Now, we have heard about the comments from guys like Derek Brown that have come out and said, Steve Wilkes is the guy. And I do find it interesting, Alonzo, that as we have watched this conversation develop over the past few weeks, Steve Wilkes' name has been mentioned less and less and less and less. And I think it's it has a lot to do with uh, the length of time there's been. And uh, did Steve Wilkes get a second interview? I don't know that you need one, but I mean, usually that's the the path they go. If they don't sign you right away and do the, we're not letting them out of the building until we get them to sign a contract, then they usually get a second uh, interview. And you're right. You're hearing less and less about Steve Wilkes because I think everyone realizes that he's probably not getting the job if he ain't got it by now. If you don't hire me by now. So we'll see. Steve Wilkes' name being mentioned less By the less. way, for more lovely renditions of songs like that, make sure you uh, tune in to the Rob Brown Show. You can find it on the Aussie app. You will never, never, never hire me. Ooh. I probably shouldn't do that and then ask people to listen to the show. Oh, probably no. should ask no, no. people to listen to the show and then do that no, on No, no, no. Because again, as bad as you may think it is, you may be making someone else feel better about their singing voice. True, that's true. I'm just yeah. here to make your lives better. Here to, 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 to inspire confidence in yourself, ladies and gentlemen. I care about your dreams. Yeah, at least I'm not him. Exactly. There you exactly. Go. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. has chimed in. Now, we mentioned earlier in the pod that the Panthers this week did conduct an in-person interview with Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. And that is interesting, not because Kellen Moore is bad, but because of how the season, and by season I mean literally the last play of the season, concluded. It was ugly the way Dallas lost that game. Now, I am not as down on Kellen Moore as a prospective head coach is a lot of people. And the reason why is I think we can absolutely dump on Kellen Moore for the way that that last game against San Francisco went. Here's what I find interesting. The week before that, San Francisco, the the, the best defense in the NFL, arguably, no worse than number two. Dallas struggled against him. 
You know who else has struggled against San Francisco's defense? Pretty much everybody they played, right? The week before that, the Dallas Cowboys were on the road down in Tampa, taking on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Now, granted, Brady and the Bucs are uh, hot garbage, like our entire division. But what is very interesting is that the Dallas offense certainly did not struggle down in Tampa, did they? They look good. Then I go back to the regular season itself. Remember, Dak Prescott got hurt about halfway through the regular season, and they had to go with backup Cooper Rush. Ladies, the great, the legendary Cooper Rush. Who's a free agent and available. I'm just 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 saying. saying. Just saying it's out there. Cooper Rush goes into Kellen Moore's offense, and the Cowboys won. Cowboys offense looked pretty good with a backup quarterback, with Cooper Rush as a backup quarterback. The more I've thought about it since the Dallas Cowboys ended their game, and don't get me wrong, dumping on the Dallas Cowboys is a favorite pastime of mine. I'll keep it reserved to the Rob Brown show. Uh, But since that game has ended, I've thought more about it, and I've really kind of been aggravated, aggravated by the number of shows that are making a big hoopla out of how much of this is Dak's fault. Is this entirely Dak's fault? How much should we beat up on Dak for what happened with Dak. And the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought about it. And taking the Cowboys season as a whole, the more I think, yeah, I kind of got to put it on him, right? Because when Dak went away and Cooper Rush stepped in, Cowboys offense was fine. Scored a lot of points. Got themselves a, uh, a, a year in which if the Philadelphia Eagles weren't the special Eagles, Dallas would have probably won that division. They would have not had to go to Tampa, and they likely wouldn't have caught San Francisco in the divisional round, and the outcome of the season might ha- might have, maybe possibly, potentially could have been uh, very different. It's not what happened. It is what it is. The point is, I can kind of put it a little bit, if not mostly, on Dak Prescott, so I am not as afraid of Kellen Moore as a potential target. Do I think Kellen Moore is going to be a finalist even for this job? Probably not. But the point is, we are going to look for guys who have run offenses and who have run successful offenses. And ladies and gentlemen, whether it's Peyton or Moore or anybody else, that's the guy I'm going for, even if Steve Smith said, quote, ain't no way in hell Moore is coaching us with that trash last play, end quote. Was it me, or did that last play for Dallas really feel more like Mike McCarthy outthinking himself than well, Kellen Moore? I think Moore? it's a combination of everybody because I, th- I think if you're the offensive coordinator, you can argue with the head coach and go, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. We absolutely can't do that. Unless, Notorious offensive center Zeke Elliott, ladies and gentlemen. Unless, of course, it was his idea and he convinced the head coach, I'm telling you this is going to work. We don't, we don't know. Spoiler alert, way. it did not. It did not work. But uh, we don't know whose idea it was. We just know it was a dumb idea. Um, when it comes down to if if the Panthers are not going to get Sean Payton, it's still got to be an offensive-minded guy. It, you know, I don't know why they're interviewing defensive-minded guys. We've we've seen that. We've, we've seen. We've read that story. We've watched that movie. Uh, I want to see what happens with an offensive guy. Why, why, uh, why not give that a try? Now, we told you about Steve Smith Sr. Now, we also get the words of Kurt Coleman, former safety 
for the Carolina Panthers, played his college ball at The Ohio State University, drafted by the Eagles in the seventh round of the uh, 2010 NFL Draft. Uh, ended up in Carolina for a couple of years, starting in 2015, and played out through his career there in 2018, with the exception of one year at the very end in New Orleans. And I think he tried out for the Bills and was on their practice squatters. So I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Kirk Coleman is now speaking out as well. Uh, he put up a picture of... Steve Wilkes, the current interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and said, quote, it's time we make it official and hire my guy. Stop playing around and get it done so we can scout. Each of Coleman's three seasons in Carolina came under Wilkes' guidance, who served as the team's assistant head coach, defensive coordinator, and DB's coach from 2015 to 17. And those three years were the three highlight years of Kurt Coleman's career notch career highs in combined tackles, tackles for a loss, interceptions, passes, defense, sacks, and QB hits during his three years under Steve Wilkes in Carolina. So now, the list of players or former players that are calling for Wilkes to get the job now includes Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, Bradley Bozeman, Thomas Davis, Trey Boston, Tory Smith, and a few others that are asking for Wilkes to be officially named the head coach. Lonzo, is there a is there a number of players, current and or former? Is there a number of players coming out and willing to sign their name next to Steve Wilkes that can win you over? That can go if this many guys in the locker room say he's the guy, then I'm willing to give him a shot. No, you know, you know what would have won me over? Wins. Wins win everybody over. I mean, you may have your little, yeah, but if we could have just did it this way sort of thing, but we did win. If you always have that, yeah, but we did win, then you're okay with the guy. Uh, then He got one more win than, than Matt Rule. Good for him. It's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for a lot of fans out there. And I get it that uh, we have no real influence over who they hire. But the players, do they? I don't know if they do, and I think it depends on ownership and management and and how much they listen to their employees. And there may be more behind-the-scenes things that we don't know about uh, Steve Wilkes, how he interacts with uh, the GM, with... Uh, the the president how how he how he interacts uh, with the the people inside the building the players are for him that's awesome but it didn't end up being wins and wins are the I'm not going to say the most important thing but it's right up there so I don't he's a great guy <laughs> he can't win but he's a great guy well good for him I don't. Uh... I don't I don't I don't I don't want to have the Steve Wilkes did win fight again. Uh, so you going to start the winning percentage thing and that, that's fine. Uh, this is an argument that will go on till the ends of time or until, until we have a new head coach or until I die, which, you know, which probably if we if they we, could those two things could coincide. Yeah, but I have a long lived family. and We live well into our 100. So I'm willing I'm willing to go a, a, a good little bit more time with you on this. Um if Steve Wilkes was a man, he would have already been hired. Right now, he's the guy 
that they keep in their back pocket in case they can't find somebody else because at least they know what they get with them. Ah, the safety date. That's exactly what he is. Uh, Again, I have told you that regardless of who the next head coach is, and this goes for really any team, not just Carolina, but regardless of who the next head coach is, I am always looking for one thing and one thing predominantly. Culture building. Locker room building. Everything else can be stacked. Yeah, you can, but you can if you find have coordinators. Great, all those things, but you still only win four or five games in a season, what good does that do right. you? And again, you are, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm comfortably saying this uh, because A, it's respectful, and B, there's a desk between us. Uh, you are continuing to completely neglect all of the variables and extenuating circumstances that stood between Steve Wilkes and just go undefeated, right? Just win. Just yeah, do it. Well, just do well, that thing. The, the team wasn't that good. And, and, and he, was, he was part of it. Uh, the, the part of the team that should have been uh, his baby failed a couple times when it should not. They, they did. Uh, the inconsistency of play calling, which he is the head coach, and whether he's a defensive mind or not, has final say. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that factor in. Uh, I'm not. I yeah, winning matters, and I get the culture thing, and I love it that the players love the guy. I think that's awesome. But all we saw was inconsistency. If he didn't win a game, but they got better as they went, and you could see that they had a full season. That that yeah, they're headed in the right direction, but they didn't. It was a roller coaster, up down, up down, up down, not knowing what you're going to get week after week, and that's my major problem with it. Uh, again, I think there's a lot to it. I think there's absolutely some question marks. The inconsistency of the defense is absolutely the biggest one. But to have not just former defenders like Kurt Coleman coming out, but to have almost a who's who of current players that are the foundation coming out, I'm not saying he's the right guy because there are absolutely, you are correct, still question marks about can he, you know, coach, right? Can he coach? Can he draw up diagrams, come up with ways to enhance the strengths, minimize the weaknesses, and win football games? And that's fair to ask those questions. But step one is to have a locker room full of dudes that are bought in, and very clearly that is what's happening here. I don't know if Kellen Moore can coach as a head coach. I don't know if Ken Dorsey can do it. Basically... I know Sean Payton can do it. And that's really the list of our candidates that we know can do it. So if you got a list of guys that are all question marks, I think it's fair to say we're going to evaluate all the dudes with question marks. But the dude who has the locker room already gelled bonded and behind him, as far as I'm concerned, has a leg up on that competition. Ladies and gentlemen, We will have the next episode of Views from Mint Street coming to you at the end of the week. I'm sure we will have plenty more in terms of breaking news on the head coaching search and maybe some month and a half, two and a half miles before we out from the draft. Some thoughts on where we are leaning based on what that head coach news is going to be. That's all coming up in the next episode of the Views from Mint Street podcast later this week. Before we get out of here, Lonzo, any final words for the people? Yeah, the, the questions that you have are the questions that we have. Hopefully we get some answers here pretty soon. Yes, because I am ready to move on. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you later on this week for the next episode of the Views from Mint Street Podcast. Until then, folks, keep pounding, baby!